Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Wednesday, July 1st, 2020. The Amazon region in South America now has its own Novos Ordo Bishops Conference. A news report released yesterday by the so-called Catholic News Agency says, quote, following a recommendation by the Amazon Senate, a new bishops' conference for the Amazon region was created Monday. The Senate members said in the October 2019 document, that having this organism of the bishops helps to express the Amazonian face of this church and continues the task of finding new paths for the evangelizing mission, especially incorporating the proposal of integral ecology, thus strengthening the physiognomy of the church in the Amazon. Unquote. You know, I think that's just great. Of course, the question then is whether each region of the world is also going to get its own face, complete with its own bishops' conference, right? Why not do the same thing for Tibet in Asia, or the Sahel region in Africa, or the Carpathians in Europe? I hear those are also privileged sources of divine revelation. Hey, in the Vatican II Church, the possibilities are endless. I think the last seven years, more than at any other time, have shown that one should not underestimate the absurdities the modernist Vatican is capable of coming up with. Jorge Bergoglio, Pope Francis, has eclipsed all of his five predecessors on that. On June 5th of this year, for example, he tweeted out the following, quote, The heart of Christ is so great it wants to welcome us all into the revolution of tenderness, unquote. Oh, my. Uh, on May 30th, he tweeted, quote, The faith provides us with a realistic and creative imagination capable of abandoning the logic of repetition, of substitution, or of preservation. It invites us to initiate a season that is always new the season of the Lord, unquote. I mean, whatever, okay? This guy is his own best parody. Now, speaking of Francis, I want to finally comment on the open letter to Francis that Michael Matt published at The Remnant on November 20th, 2019, although that letter itself is dated October 26th, which was the last day of deliberations uh, for the Amazon Senate. Um, Matt also made a video version of it where he reads that letter out loud, and I'd like to play some clips from that and comment on them. The video and the accompanying blog post are entitled Church in Crisis, World's Catholics Resist Pope to His Face. Now, that title is already a bit curious because unless he considers himself and his fellow resistors to be the only real Catholics, which to my knowledge he doesn't, then it's simply not true to say that the world's Catholics resist Francis to his face. They do no such thing. A comparatively tiny group of people within the Novus Order Church do so. Virtually everyone else thinks that Francis is the greatest thing ever. 
And if Matt does consider that, uh, uh, if he does consider recognizing resistors alone to be real Catholics, which again, I don't believe he does, then yeah, then his title would make sense, but it really wouldn't tell you a whole lot. It wouldn't tell you anything new. It would tell you that the world's resistors are resisting. Well, no kidding. And I don't know about them resisting Francis to his face either. And none of them have ever come close to his face, except for Taylor Marshall, right, who got a VIP slot at a general audience in May of last year. And instead of sternly resisting Francis to his face, he smiled, shook his hand, and showed him his new book. Anyway, let's go ahead now and listen to some excerpts of Mr. Matt's open letter to the Frankster. After 150 years in the Catholic Press Apostolate, it is unthinkable that one of us should resist Peter to his face. And yet I come to you today with sadness in my Catholic heart, as the winds of the modernism condemned by your sainted predecessor over 100 years ago are today blowing through the colonnades, down the Via della Conciliazione, over the Tiber, and out into the whole world under your watch. All right, so here Matt rightly notes that what's coming from the Vatican these days is modernism. But he shouldn't be expressing his sadness to Bergoglio. He should be expressing his outrage. The spirits of my fathers cry out from their graves as Rome is raising the white flag of surrender and losing the faith, exactly as Our Lady of La Salette predicted she would. This eternal city, baptized in the blood of your martyred first predecessors, is returning to its pagan roots under your watch. If by Rome he means the Vatican then Rome isn't surrendering, Rome is fighting for the other side. That's a pretty significant difference. We're not talking about giving up the battle, we're talking about treasonous defection to the enemy. The Church Christ founded, according to the infallible teachings of the Church, the sole means of salvation, is the one true Church outside of which there is no salvation. Amen. But that contradicts what Matt just said a few moments ago when he noted that the winds of modernism are blowing from the Vatican. Modernism, as Pope St. Pius X said, is the synthesis of all heresies. If the synthesis of all heresies is now emanating from the Holy See, which Matt believes Francis to hold, then how can he maintain that the Catholic Church, which he identifies with that Holy See, is the sole means of salvation, or is, is a means of salvation even? Do you, Holy Father, still accept this dogma of the Catholic Church? If it has done anything at all, your synod, your Amazon synod, has conveyed the impression to the whole world that the Pope of Rome has reneged on the Church's own teaching that she is the sole means of salvation. Is this the message you intended to send? Yeah, no doubt Francis is shaking in his boots at this point with that kind of a resistance letter. I'm sorry, but this is pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Here the Frankster was just finishing the pagan Amazon Senate where Pachamama was worshipped in the Vatican Gardens under his nose in his presence. And earlier in the year, he had declared 
in Abu Dhabi that God wills there to be a diversity of religions, just as he wills there to be a diversity of sexes and races and so on. And he had told in religious youths in Mozambique that religious differences between them are necessary. And now Michael Matt asks him if he believes in no salvation outside the church? Has he gone completely mad? In the face of such incredible confusion, Holy Father, faithful Catholics are left with a choice between your words and those of your predecessors, the teachings, the infallible teachings of the church. Who are we to believe, you or them? Well, I think we all know how Francis would answer that question. But see, the problem here is that Michael Matt is acting as though Francis were this poor little lamb who's just a bit confused and maybe doesn't quite understand how Catholicism works and how his words and actions are received by people around the world. And Michael Matt is taking that attitude after six and a half years of Jorge Bergoglio in the Vatican. You have got to be kidding. Holy Father, I beg you to explain how listening to and learning from pagans is not in contradiction to this noble Catholic tradition your own predecessors swore to defend. Yeah, that's what we need. An explanation from Francis. We all know how receptive the remnant would be to that, right? When you came to my country, you stood before Congress in the presence of the most powerful leaders of the world, but you said not one word about Jesus Christ. I don't believe you even mentioned his name. Why not, Holy Father? Well, maybe because he's not the Pope. Maybe because he's a modernist apostate, hell-bent on distorting and destroying the gospel. I mean, after all we've seen since 2013, do we really need answers from Francis? Isn't it all pretty darn obvious? And if not, how much more obvious does it need to get? What's still missing? What has Francis not done yet that he still needs to do to make it plain? In Lund, Sweden, you met with Lutherans pretending to be bishops in a cathedral stolen from Mother Church, and you prayed with them in commemoration of the Protestant revolt, which tore Christendom in half 500 years ago, in which great saints such as St. Thomas More believed to be the actual Antichrist. Why, Holy Father? Why did you pray with them? Why did you commemorate the Protestant revolt? Uh, because he too is a Lutheran pretending to be a bishop. You're welcome. You have said that atheists can go to heaven, thus conveying the impression to the sad and distracted and distressed world that salvation is possible even outside of any belief in God whatsoever. No, Francis didn't just give the impression that salvation is possible without belief in God, he stated it outright. And yet Michael Matt seriously asks him if he still believes in no salvation outside the church. Given all of this, Holy Father, what would you do if you were in my shoes? Whose teachings would you follow? The scandalous novelties of a man named Francis or the constant and infallible teachings of all of his predecessors, back to St. Peter himself. The scandalous novelties of a man named Francis is what he would follow. That should be pretty clear by now. The man despises Catholicism, and Matt knows it. And by the way, they're not simply novelties. They're heresies, blasphemies, apostasy. And in many cases, they're not even new. 
pagan ceremonies in the Vatican Gardens? Do you think this is helping our Protestant friends come closer to unity with Christ's true church? Well, the church he's describing doesn't sound like it's the one true church. So why would any Protestant want to join that? They too are scandalized by what you have done. Uh, no, the not the pro-abort, pro-homo woman bishops he hobnobs with. They're not. And you have convinced many of them that the Pope is indeed the whore of Babylon, as you have driven them further from the flock of Christ and from the bark of St. Peter. Mission accomplished, then, from France's perspective. And yet you have made it clear that though you wish to listen to pagans, you have no interest in listening to your own scandalized children, to us, rigid Neopelagians that used to be known as practicing Catholics. Well, then why is he issuing this silly open letter in which he acts like Francis is genuinely trying to be a Catholic concerned for the salvation of souls? In fact, we, loyal and faithful Catholics, promise to put every effort from now until the day we die into resisting you and your agenda of revolutionary change to the church we love. We promise to teach our children in fidelity to Catholic tradition to resist you to your face and to teach their children to do the same. Yeah, nothing says loyal submission to the Holy See quite like teaching your children to resist the magisterium of the Roman pontiff. In 1885, Pope Leo XIII wrote that, quote, "...whatever the Roman pontiffs have hitherto taught, or shall hereafter teach, must be held with a firm grasp of mind, and so often as occasion requires, must be openly professed." Unquote. That's from the encyclical Immortale Dei, number 41. So, if Michael Matt wants to talk about fidelity to Catholic tradition, we can. We also promise to love and pray for you every day of our lives. And should the grace of God prompt you to become fully Catholic once again one day before you die. And there's another very popular error. The idea that a public heretic like Francis is in fact a Catholic, just not fully. That you can be a partial Catholic. That's a very common misconception held by many today, even by many of those who consider themselves staunch defenders of the traditional Roman Catholic religion. That was shot down by Pope Benedict XV on November 1st, 1914, when he taught, quote, Such is the nature of Catholicism that it does not admit of more or less, but must be held as a whole or as a whole rejected, unquote. That's from the encyclical At Beatissimi, number 24. So there is no such thing as being more Catholic or less Catholic. Holy Father, we beg you. For God's sake and for the sake of the whole world, listen to the cries of your scattered sheep and become shepherd to them once again. Become Christ's vicar, become Peter's successor, and become our true Holy Father. I'm sorry, but how much more asinine can it get? Become Christ's vicar? Become Peter's successor? Become a true Holy Father? This is mind-boggling especially when you consider how much the remnant and the other recognized and resistors tend to despise Sedevacantism at the same time. Can't say he's not the Pope. Now you're in schism. Now you're outside the church. Oh yeah, and speaking of being outside the church. For until that happens, we, your most loyal subjects, have no alternative, have no choice, but to resist you to the face. With God as our witness, this we will do 
until the day we die, or until you return to the Church of Jesus Christ. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.